Hello, everyone. I'm Al Daldegan, creator and producer of the Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast, supported by Rainforest Alberta. This podcast showcases the people who are working to improve Alberta's innovation ecosystem. This episode is hosted by Manuel Olomorin. Manuel is an engineer who has worked in the oil and gas industry. Now he is a marketer helping small businesses reach new customers on digital platforms and keep their existing customers happy. Manuel's superpower is that he's an insatiable hunger to learn and try new things. Let's join Manuel as he has an interesting conversation with his guest, Linnell Howden. Take it away, Manuel. Hello, this is Manuel on the podcast. As an entrepreneur with lots of things to do, balancing tasks that grow your business and administrative tasks can be difficult. This makes things fall through the cracks sometimes. So today, I'm sitting here talking with Linnell Howden. She is the founder of Howden Admin and is a master optimizer with a passion for helping founders and executives optimize their lives and focus on what is most important. How are you doing today, Linnell? I'm doing well, thank you, Manuel. How are you doing today? Can't complain. We're finally in the springtime, so this is awesome. Loving the weather. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've left my heavy jackets at home now, so it's, it's a great time to be alive. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. So I'd like you to give us a little bit of insight about yourself today. So you're a virtual assistant. I am a virtual assistant, yes. Okay, so what is that about? I, uh, so a little bit about me as my background was I started off as a mail clerk and a file clerk and I moved into reception and then I moved into being an admin assistant and then I moved into being an executive assistant. And I absolutely, as you said, love, love, love to help people. I love to organize and optimize things for people and make things easier and make things run effectively and efficiently. And so I decided that I was going to start my own business that gave me a little bit more flexibility with my own time but allowed me to help even more people with regards to what is important to them and focusing on what is important to them in their business. Okay, so you focus on people's businesses. Now, what kind of businesses do you do you help or what industries do you help business owners in? So personally, I am not limited to any industries. I actually have experience in a, a variety of industries from both my professional career as well as my entrepreneur career. So I have worked uh, in a bakery. I've worked in a fast food restaurant. I used to do some painting. I worked, of course, in offices, various offices. So in the offices, I did a non-for-profit organization. I worked in retail. I worked in supply chain and logistics. I worked for real estate as well. Um, since becoming a virtual assistant. I've expanded a little bit in some of those areas, but I've also moved into oil and gas and geology and just all sorts of different industries. Actually, I even worked in a hair salon at one point. Oh my God. <laughs> so I have a very wide variety of skills that can be applied, to be honest with you, across a multitude of industries. So I don't really like to limit myself on industries very much. Um, many of the skill sets for an admin do translate as well across industries. 
industries. Yes, it is helpful sometimes to have the lingo down, um, right? Of course, oil and gas is going to have a different lingo than real estate is going to have. Definitely. But if you can pick those types of things up quickly, then you can also take more on for somebody. But the base tasks of doing something like filing or creating a file system for somebody isn't really industry specific, I wouldn't say in my opinion, as long as you can create a system that works for that company in that industry in a way that makes logical sense. Wow. Actually pretty impressive the range of in industries you've 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 worked in. Oh, <laughs> I mean <laughs> to touch that amount of stuff I I don't know. My brain might just blow out. But it's it's pretty impressive. Now with that in, with that in mind, assuming I'm an I'm an entrepreneur, right? And I come in, I need help. What would a VA offer me? So that question has a few different answers, and I'll try to kind of cover all of them to the best of my abilities. So one is, is that you need time back because your time is being spent doing things that are not necessarily optimizing your business yeah. or are not necessarily in your skill set or not even necessarily the reason you started your business. Most people create a business because they want to do something in specific and because that's what they're good at. Yes. And unfortunately, running a business isn't just the thing that people are often good at. It's a lot of other things. I wish it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of other things that it go is. into running and having and owning your own business. And, um, you know, entrepreneurs, they, they're so great at doing their best at taking it all on. But there's always this point where you, you, you can't really do it all for yourself. And then again, your time is being taken away from things that are most important to you, whether that be the business itself or whether it be your personal life or whether it be family life. At a certain point when business grows to that point, it, it's taking away from your time and you would like to optimize your time. Yeah. So a virtual assistant can come in and can do multiple things as far as helping you to optimize that time. They can either come in and they can take on certain tasks that you yourself have noticed are taking those things that I mentioned from your time. So taking time away from the family, taking away time from the personal, taking away the time from doing what is most important to you for your business. Um, and they can do those little things, no matter what they may be. It could be checking emails. It could be having a general mailbox. It could be managing calendars and booking appointments on behalf of people. It's often sometimes very small things that become um, repetitive tasks and just become time consuming. An example I usually like to use is when somebody picks up their phone to respond to one email or one text message. Often they look at their phone and they're like, okay, I'm going to do that. And they look at it and they're like five other things to do. And next thing they know, they look at the time and 20 or 30 minutes has gone by. And oh what they God. wanted to do still hasn't actually been done for the reason that they picked up their phone. <laughs> that sounds the story of my life. Another example that I actually read in a book, to be completely honest with you, is somebody who has a really disorganized desk and they only want to find something when they need it. Well, it's not super important for you to have an organized desk until you need something. And now it took you 20 minutes to find that piece of paper because it's underneath the cell phone or underneath the stack of papers or underneath something and you can't actually find it. And the same applies with an electronic filing system. The same applies, again, it's 
optimizing that time so that you're not using those 20 minutes to search for that piece of paper and it's easily and readily available for you in a place that makes sense and is easy for that person to find. So for every person that, every entrepreneur, every business owner, every executive, that could look differently. But it's about finding those little things that are going to optimize your day. Okay. So you mentioned that there were three things that a VA offers. So let's just say we've covered just given time back. What what are the other two that are exceptionally important to, to the business owner from your point of view? So sorry. Uh, so to continue then, optimizing your business would be the second one, right? So you're, you're gr- most people who are able now to get to the point where they need to look for somebody to help them. It's again, going back to the time as well, it sort of ties in together. You need to hire somebody because you don't have enough time in one day to get it all done. Yes. And so people, they'll go out and they'll hire various professionals to do various things. And most companies still get to a point where they need to decide whether or not they want to have an employee doing the same thing that they're doing, which is again what they started their business for because that's what they're passionate about, or whether they want to outsource everything else, yeah. whether that's your marketing, whether that's your calendar, whether that's your travel schedule, whether that's, you know, even cooking sometimes at home. And I'm as a virtual assistant, I don't do that. But, you know, there are services that do offer those. But I'm, I'm, I'm being serious because those are, again, these are all things for time. And when you're trying to optimize your business and you're trying to optimize that time, you want to find people who are going to help with that optimization in general. Okay, so when when you say optimizing your business, just to clarify, is this really optimizing the processes within the business or you're talking general optimization in terms of hiring people to do certain tasks? It could be both. It would be very dependent upon what that business needs at that time. And okay. everybody may need something different. Sometimes it's it's a, an accountant that they need just so that they're not necessarily doing their books. Or maybe they want to continue doing their books and they just need somebody to help them with invoicing. So as a personal recommendation, if you're looking for somebody to completely do your books and do your taxes, I'll probably tell you to go find an accountant and a bookkeeper. Yeah. If you're looking for somebody to just help you stay on top of your invoicing and stay on top of your job orders, then it's a virtual assistant would be able to help you out with something like that va means virtual assistant um so a va pretty much can handle any administrative task that doesn't need a specific professional or it's not in-depth enough that a specific professional is required so like the example you gave of requiring an, an accountant if you're going to do your taxes an accountant is best if you're going to do basic bookkeeping a va might work is that correct? That is correct. Okay, perfect. All right. So as an entrepreneur, what, what skills should I look for in a VA? So I, I want to get a VA for my, say, my new tech business, right? And we're at the point where we're, we're thinking of, we're not there to hiring people yet, but I don't want to personally deal with a lot of the paperwork stuff. What skills should I look for in a VA to actually get one that's good? So that, again, to me, would vary from person to person and from in not even industry, but from business to business. And the reason that I say that is because everybody is different and every business's needs are different. So myself, personally, I specialize in events and I specialize in um, Excel, building Excel spreadsheets and 
people tell me I'm crazy all the time because I love working in Excel all the time. And I just love building giant Excel spreadsheets. And so for somebody who'd be looking for that, I would be an ideal fit. I enjoy working in Excel. I enjoy working in that program and dealing with the frustrations that go along with working in that program, like any other program or any other thing that you're working on that sometimes comes with frustrations. So my advice would be to find somebody who truly enjoys doing the things that that business needs. As an assistant, you know, there's so many different things that can be done, as I mentioned already, you know, from emails to calendar to travel to Excel spreadsheets or event planning. So, you know, somebody who specializes, as you mentioned, for an accountant in doing the books would be who you would hire to do that type of stuff. The same applies for if you're going to go and interview for a VA would be to find somebody who personally specializes in what your business is specifically needing from an administrative standpoint. So as a tech company, going back to your example, if let's just say they're looking to move their filing system from being a paper filing system to being a virtual filing system and they want somebody to set that up, you're gonna wanna find somebody who of course has that experience, who has done that before, who has a way to put that process in logically and is going to work and flow with your company. Okay. Now that we've kind of gone through what an entrepreneur basically needs, um, how can an entrepreneur be a better client for a VA? Uh, and I ask this because um, sometimes VAs can be taken as employees when in real case, they are also entrepreneurs providing a service. Now, in your view, what would you say um, you as a VA look for in an entrepreneur? Because at, at this point, you're both um, evaluating each other to see if you should both go into business with each other. So what do you typically look for in, in an entrepreneur for you to take on helping that entrepreneur? Personally, what I look for is somebody who is prepared to start delegating tasks. Um for, for a good working effective relationship for me as a VA to be truly effective for someone. There is, of course, as you said, building a relationship one with the other, which of course is building a certain amount of trust. So there may be quite a bit more overlapping of time um, as well as you know learning the processes of the existing business that are already in place. However, you know, having been able to delegate that time goes back to that optimization. Somebody, you're looking for somebody to help you optimize your time, to help you optimize your business. The point isn't supposed to be that two people are now working on the same task. It's supposed to be that you're able to give somebody something to do and know that that person's going to run with it and bring you back a final finished product or a product at least as a draft that you don't have to spend the same amount of time working on that you would have originally spent working on it if you didn't have that VA. Yeah. So in my, again, when I'm looking to work with anybody as a VA, I, I really enjoy when they're able to delegate, when they have an idea as well of what they want to delegate. And I'm also not opposed to sitting down with anybody and having those conversations about, you know, what do you find time consuming in your day? What are the things that you don't want to be doing that you would rather somebody else be doing? What don't you like to do? I, I, I know very few people who like to work in Excel. I know very few people who like paperwork, you know? <laughs> and so it just, you know, finding those things that are going to allow you to optimize and that you're also willing to delegate to somebody or at least that there's process or step for it to fully become that person's responsibility so that you're actually getting your time back. 
So you mentioned the entrepreneur has to be ready to delegate now. Entrepreneurs have, well, not all, but there are many entrepreneurs who, when you start up a business, it's really like your baby and you you don't want to give any part of it away. For the most part, anyways, sometimes you have no choice, so you do because you want to get funding, for example, so you have to, or you know that to get to where you want to get to, you have no choice than to employ people, right? But in any case, it's hard to give away those tasks or, or to delegate. So if that's the case, right? Say an entrepreneur doesn't know if they're ready or not to delegate the tasks. That's typically the case. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a lot of work, mm -hmm. but you're like, ah, I don't want to give out this thing to anyone. I don't think anyone can do it better than I can. Mm -hmm. How do you make an entrepreneur comfortable about delegating those tasks? That is going back to the question you asked previously, or a couple of questions previous, yeah. about building that relationship and building that trust. Absolutely, 100%. I completely agree that building a business is, is, is your baby. As an entrepreneur myself, I will tell you that my business is my baby. And even delegating some of my own things is something that I would probably struggle with if and when the time came. But I'm also going to go back to that first question about time and optimization and about the fact that that's usually the point that a company is at when they need to hire a VA when they need to hire an employee, even to the point of what you just said, you're looking at that because you need that expansion. You're looking at that because you're overwhelmed. You're looking at that because there's too much on your plate and your plate is overflowing. The cup is full and you're still pouring and the saucer's possibly full too yeah. and you're still pouring, right? And this is the way business goes, especially as businesses grow quickly. That can happen really, really, really fast. And so... You know, absolutely, this, this, this is where it becomes important for somebody to make sure they have a great working relationship with their VA and they build that relationship and they build that trust. So if I had to give anybody something as advice, I would say if you're going to start with a VA, start by giving them one thing to do and see if you like how they've done that work for you. See if it jives the way that you want it to be. Ask them for samples of work that they've done previously or ask them to write you, you know, if, you, if you're going to have them, for example, to manage your emails or manage your calendar on your emails, you know, write some templates up that they can use as responses. So that way it still sounds as though it's coming directly from you, but it is, it's not something that you have to take those five minutes to write and to respond to those emails. Um, there's so many tools available out there as well that can be implemented with a VA. And so you can take and use, for example, again, like scheduling, you know, somebody doesn't necessarily specifically have to manage every aspect of the calendar. You can use a tool like Doodle or use a tool, there's numerous Doodles out there where you can put in specific time blocks and then the VA immediately knows those are the time blocks that are available. Please go ahead and book one. These are what is available and they don't actually have to even see your calendar because you've put those times into Doodle already as to when you're available for those client meetings. And you've now just taken away the fact that you have to put meetings into your calendar or accept meetings that are coming into you from clients because it's all been automated for you and you have somebody on the back end that is monitoring it as well for you. So it's no longer a concern in your So what advantages are there to, to select a VA versus an in-house admin. 
So what I like to tell people is uh, that uh, you don't have to have the office in the corner office to be able to have a full-time admin. And that's the difference, I would say, between having even a part-time admin or having a VA. On a, as a VA and somebody who has their own business as a VA and has started their own business or is working that way, then you get to hire them on contract, which means that you get to hire them specifically for what you need them for. Whether that's based hourly, whether that's based on a specific task, you get that flexibility 100% by hiring them. If you're hiring an actual employee as an admin assistant, you usually need to provide them with somewhere to work or provide them with equipment to work on, even if you they are going to work from home. And then there's all the government laws and stuff like that that get put into place. So as yeah. an example, um, if you're going to have them work for you, uh, I, I don't know if this applies from home, to be honest with you, but at least in an office, you have to pay them a minimum of three hours. Um, I did not know that. Yes. If you have anybody come into uh, work, whether it's in a retail store or whether it's in an office, even if you only have an hour to an, two hours worth of work, unless these laws have changed since I last looked into them, yeah. you have to pay a minimum of um, three hours to that person. That's every day they show up or... Every day that they would show up, yes. Oh, okay. There's also um, usually minimums and maximums to having a casual part-time or full-time employee. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you classify that person in that way, there's other things that are expected to be provided from the employer, right? Also, the employer is responsible for taxes. They're responsible for CPP. They're responsible for EI. They're responsible for payroll, which means that you're also now giving yourself more administrative and HR tasks to do by hiring an employee. Okay. Whereas hiring a virtual assistant, you know, you could have a virtual assistant that only does work for you for one hour a week. And it's still optimizing something that you need help for, something that you don't like doing, something that's taking away from your time. You know, maybe that's something that you're having to spend your Sundays doing and you really want to spend your Sundays with your family or you really want to spend your Sundays doing something else, you know. And so now you get to have that time back because you don't have to worry about the fact that it's being done because somebody else is doing it for you. And you don't have to worry about all of those extra things that go into having an employee. So... From what I'm getting from you, it, it seems a VA is is a very good fit for for a business that hasn't particularly grown big. So this brings me to to this question: Would a VA work for a big business? Number one, and if it does, how would a VA fit in? And then, from a personal standpoint, right? Say I want to optimize my own personal life. Is that something a VA can do as well? So the answer to both of those questions is yes. So VAs can work for big business. It's actually becoming more and more popular in the U.S. for larger companies to hire virtual assistants. I have also done contract work um, with companies in the past who had virtual assistants. Um, they are becoming a little bit more popular even in Canada, especially in situations where the executive that they're supporting isn't even in the office. It's becoming um, also more predominant in places where the, the, the people aren't necessarily even wanting to have an office in multiple locations, but they still want to have a person in that location, in that time zone type of idea. So they may hire a virtual assistant in Vancouver, even if the person's office is originally located in Toronto, but because they're doing business across Canada, they've now given themselves an even wider timeline of availability by having somebody somewhere else. Yeah. So that's one example. 
Um, and then to your second question. So from a personal standpoint, um, yes, somebody would be able to help out. I have gone in and I've done some home optimization. So even as a virtual assistant, I personally do offer some on-site just because I used the example before, for example, of somebody's desk being really, really messy. And since I do a lot of organization in our, you know, motto for my company is managing your mess is my mission. I'm happy to go in and absolutely optimize any room in somebody's house. So I, I quite enjoy going in and, and cleaning somebody's desk and making it look really pretty and making it look in a way that they want to go into their office because there's nothing more daunting than walking into your office in the morning and looking at your desk and feeling like you're overwhelmed the second you first walk in. You, you want a space that you are welcome to go into, that you feel empowered and feel good walking into. And so, yes, I would absolutely say that as a VA and as, as my myself, because especially I do offer on-site services as well, um, that somebody from a personal standpoint could also benefit from a virtual assistant. Another way that they could do it would be if they wanted to just do a budget, you know? Yes, you can absolutely go and speak with somebody financial and talk to them about how to properly actually make a budget. But now, if you want to follow said budget, you have to track your receipts, just like a bookkeeper would on somebody's behalf. You have to know how to either do that or download your bank statements and code them so that you can actually make sure you're staying on top of that budget. You have to know how to build a budget in whatever program you so choose. And don't yeah. get me wrong, there's lots of apps and stuff like that out there. But, you know, somebody could easily, rather than doing that research themselves, contact a virtual assistant who could put a few different options together and or create possibly some training around those products for them to use or even create the base templates. So let's let's go back a little bit since you're the queen of optimization. <laughs> now, um, you mentioned one thing. There are a lot of apps that people can use to, in, in general, optimize their workplace. So say, for example, you want to track tasks, you can use Trello or Asana. Um, your finances, you can use FreshBooks, QuickBooks, whatever your choice is. Now... How does a VA come in into this? Because, for example, I start my own thing. I look for these tools because I'm like partially cheap. <laughs> and I look for these tools and I get each one of them. Now, they sometimes they can add up and become expensive. But how would a VA or actually, you know, a strike that? How would you come in and optimize my whole work process in terms of the, the, the kind of technology that I've brought in to, to help optimize or build my business. So in that scenario, what I usually like to do is I like to talk to the person about how much time and how much money they're spending on the tools that they have chosen to use to do that optimization. Okay. And the reason that I say that is because often people will decide to implement a program or a process or something that is wonderful to start off with, but possibly as the business grows or possibly as something develops, that process actually becomes cumbersome and time consuming as well. Yeah. And whether the person is doing it for themselves or whether they have an employee doing it on their behalf, it's still time. It's still money that's being taken from the business's pocket and put into those types of things. I am all for using free apps that exist. I am all for using the tools that are available. That, that is to me what optimization is. 
right? I'm all about building Excel spreadsheets where you don't have to have very much manual input and you can just do maybe a copy paste from your database and data set and whatever that may be or wherever that may be and putting it directly in there so that there isn't manual entries, whether that's from a bank statement or whether that's from a bigger database. So having said all of that, I like to go in in those scenarios and really look at that value and really look at how much time are you spending to do that? Is that the most effective way for you to do it? Is that tool that you're using the most effective? Is that tool, because it's free, taking more time? And is there a more effective tool that you could pay for, whether on a monthly subscription or on a yearly basis, that would actually optimize that even more because it would take away some of that manual entry or is it better for you to have a person doing it and so I like to look at multiple areas like that when somebody asks about those types of things and and see if where they're going is is where they need to be sometimes also the, the time that it takes is is just what has to happen if the business isn't necessarily big enough to get into the bigger technology tool that is available yeah. and so sometimes it's better to spend the money on the man hours than it is to spend on the technology that is very true okay so now that we've spoken about tools how much does a va cost <laughs> every business no owner at the end of the day it comes down to cost it does come down to cost. And again, that varies depending on project, depending on how many hours, depending on what is kind of necessary. I do have a base rate that I charge and then I have a little bit of an upcharge for doing work in person just because I am based more virtually. Yeah. Um, but I'm also very prepared to make packages for people so that they have something that works for them. So um, just to give you an example, if I'm going to be doing social media posts or blog posts for somebody, and I can't necessarily make a schedule for the week in the program that they're using, as long as I can create all of the blogs and all I have to do during the week is click into their website and click on the post button, I probably wouldn't charge for those times. I would charge for the time it took me to create the blogs, but I don't charge for those little increments in between. And I would build them a package surround for something like that. And that way, again, it's optimization. It's not yeah. just about the time. It's also about the money right. for sure, yeah. you know? And at that point, I might even recommend going back to your last question that we look at a different blog that allows me to schedule things into it or possibly layering a scheduling tool over top of their blog that doesn't allow, that doesn't make me have to be logging in or doesn't make them have to be logging in and doing that manually. Okay. Because there are options to automate things nowadays yeah. that would allow them to do it even on their own. And then all they have me doing is helping build the content at the beginning of every week or the beginning of every month. Okay, that's great. Now, as we're wrapping up, where can we find you as a VA and for those that are listening outside of Calgary? Can they reach you, reach out to you to help them out? And if not, where can they find other VAs? Absolutely. There are a few VA companies actually based in Calgary alone. I can't imagine that there aren't some based in especially the other major cities in um, 
Canada and the U.S. as well, depending on where you want your, your VA to be based. Um, I, I would never recommend to somebody to just look in one place. Again, looking outside of just looking in Calgary totally expands your market, totally expands the option of time as well. But that is also something to take into consideration, right? If you're looking for somebody to work specifically during your business hours, then you probably don't want a three-hour time difference because that's going to add some complications and stuff like that. As far as finding me, I do have a website and people are more than welcome to contact me through the website. It's through my business name. So it's howtonedmininc.wordpress.com. And uh, I'm happy to answer any questions. I have a short blurb about the different types of services that I provide and a little bit more about me. Um, as far as finding other virtual assistants, I'm, I, I guess you could probably do a Google search and, and find lots of virtual assistants. There are also um, various types of platforms nowadays that virtual assistants can also be hired through. One of them is Upwork. One of them is freelancer, if it still exists.com. It, it, it does. Um, Upwork actually took over one of them. I can't remember which uh, one. They took over Elance and there Odesk. You go. Yes. Yeah. Those were the old ones. So Upwork took those ones over. Freelancer and Fiverr as well yeah, now yeah. has um, virtual assistants available on them. I also noticed that um, if you go through the US version of LinkedIn, you can do, you know how you can ask advice from a professional? Um, there's a I section. There's a section mostly specifically for the U.S. I haven't seen, I think it's expanded in some categories to Canada, um, but mostly, especially for VA services, I, I, I have yet, because I have listed myself as an expert that could be asked questions, but they keep on telling me that that's not available for this region yet. Oh, I see. Um, but there is a section on LinkedIn of Ask an Expert, and you can go online and you can ask all different types of experts for advice on things. And so I know that the virtual assistant section exists somewhere. I'm, I, I guess I should have said, shouldn't say it's in the U.S. because that's an assumption. Um, I just know that it's not yet available here in Canada because they keep <laughs> on telling me that it's not available in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, thank you very much, Linnell, for spending time with me to help myself and the audience learn about what a virtual assistant can offer their business. And, and even maybe extend into our personal lives as well. And um, once again, I would say if you're looking for a good virtual assistant or you're even thinking about it, uh, feel free to, to contact Linnell here and get some consultation from her or something and figure out if this is the right thing for your business. Linnell, thank, thank you, you for today. Thank you so much for having me. It was exciting. And hopefully at some point we can do a follow-up or whatever the case may be to, to expand more on this. Sounds great. Awesome. Thank you. If you haven't already, visit rainforestab.ca and sign the Rainforest Social Contract. Become part of the inclusive, silo-busting, sector-agnostic, all-industry, open-source, ego-shrinking, ecosystem-building, entrepreneur-focused, wide-open, social-barrier-smashing community known as Rainforest Alberta. This podcast was made possible by a generous contribution from Zinc Ventures and is hosted by volunteers from Rainforest Alberta. Music for the show was created by Tony Deldegan. Please be sure to share this episode with everyone you know. Also, don't forget to come by and say hi at the next Rainforest event. Let us know what you think of this podcast. 
If you're interested in being either a host, sponsor, or a guest of the show, send me an email at rainforestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.